Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we ask what next for Tiger after his horrific car accident in LA. Hey guys, it's Brooks Kepka. Uh, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Golf Monthly Podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you in association with Titleist, the number one ball in golf. For more, visit titleist.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name is Tom Clark, and as ever, I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hey, Tom. Yeah, very good, thanks. Sun is shining. All is well here. Two months without booze now, which is really good after my December beer advent calendar. So nice little detox there. Yeah, lots to look forward to. I'm very good. How are you? Good. Well, is, this, is the sun shining in Hampshire? I live in Surrey, Tom. You know that. Oh, yeah. Come okay, on. wherever you are. Wherever um, you are. Yeah, the sun is, is really shining. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's quite cloudy in Essex, but never mind. Just thinking of all the golf courses right now recovering after what's been a horrendous winter. Um, so, yeah, it's good that we're not out there. And um, just imagine how nice and springy they're getting, all the growth. Good times are ahead. Look, I don't want to talk about golf, Elliot. You just said you've you've been sober for two months. Two months without drinking. Uh, I'm. I think I had my last drink twelve hours ago. So <laughs> me and you are on definitely different trajectories at the moment. So uh, fair play. That's a good effort. Is it going to help your golf game? Uh, no, because I will probably have a can on my first round, which is going to get me very very tipsy and not help my golf game. But. Uh... Yeah, your, your your game's going to be so bad you're going to get driven back to drink. So um, that's good to good to hear. Good to hear. But yeah, good oh, I remember last last year at Fox Hills. I shouldn't say this, but I think I had about four beers during the round. I was level par on the front nine, and I finished about ten over. So yeah, yeah. you can't remember you can't remember the last few holes. So <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds about right for you. Um, no, uh, good effort. Uh, good effort. Uh, not drinking for two months. I'm not sure I could do that at the moment. So uh, no, but uh, it's been a bit of a bonkers week, hasn't it? Um, since we spoke last Monday, all well, all hell broke loose, and Tiger Woods had a horrendous car accident. Which actually, he was very lucky to escape with his life by the looks of it. The, the pictures were were horrendous. You know, he turned car turned over multiple times he rolled down a, a ravine or something like that went across a, a, the road with the traffic oncoming I mean it could have been absolutely horrendous so I think well I think the first thing we should say is we're, we're happy that he's uh that he's in hospital and making a recovery and no one else was involved really so um it's been it's been a very odd week and it's been a very busy week it was shocking to hear wasn't it yeah really shocking I mean I my stomach kind of sunk and it's just yeah it's awful because you know I'm a massive Tiger fan and he's been through so much in his not just his career but his life I mean all the personal problems the addictions the DUIs I mean he really hasn't had an easy ride so um yeah just really relieved that he's going to be okay and I, I said last week like I don't really think golf misses Tiger Woods at the moment and yeah let's just hope that he gets his his health back and that's all we can really ask for, isn't it? See him happy, see him playing golf with his son or maybe even going to watch his son play. But yeah, I think getting back to the PJ Tour is, is very far from our minds right now. Yeah, and I mean, we mentioned him last week saying that he looked he looked very tired, didn't he, at the Genesis 
Invitational where he was hosting and um, he he just looked when he appeared on the TV coverage late on Sunday, he just looked very, very weary, very tired. He's obviously been through a lot of stuff with his back surgery in recent times and he uh, yeah maybe really struggling with some of the pain so um he was already looking a bit odd but we yeah it i mean we don't know the details of what happened with the car accident whether you know how it how it occurred or anything like that we don't know do we so um we'll we'll have to wait and see if that ever comes out with what actually happened but um as you say let's just hope his health is fine and it was really touching i thought to see all the players wearing the red shirts on um, on sunday just supporting tiger saying you know that they all wish him wish him the best that was great to see wasn't it yeah really good i uh, loved some of the outfits i thought tony Finau probably pulled it off the best uh tommy fleetwood as well had the muck justin thomas went for the red and white stripes which was quite controversial at the 2019 farmers insurance open where everybody thought tiger was wearing like baby pink um, but yeah, Thomas was actually hoping to wear a Nike Red Mock because obviously he doesn't have a clothing sponsor anymore. But he was saying he just couldn't quite get City um, embroidered in it in time. But yeah, I loved it. I loved seeing McElroy wearing it as well. Yeah, it was really good seeing it. And Tiger loved it as well. I mean, he said uh, it's, that it's hard to explain how touching it was when he turned the TV and saw everybody wearing the shirt. So not just a, a publicity stunt. I mean, it genuinely, clearly... Uh, meant quite a lot to him yeah definitely and um no that's great say. and you know if he is if he is going to come back i mean if he's going to come back and play golf which and that is a big if at the moment as we'll come on to um if if that does happen it's going to be that kind of support i think which which drives him on to to try and um, overcome the challenges which are now ahead of him which are, are huge tra- challenges we actually spoke to a surgeon last week didn't we um nima hadari who um, is a specialist uh, in uh, foot and ankle and lower lower leg injuries and he said you know it's the recovery is at least you know it's a year to two years and some people will be able to get over that some people won't and the main thing which is going to be the driver is is around mental are they mentally going to be able to do all the rehab that is required to get back to, into shape and playing again um there's there's huge challenges ahead for tiger but he's overcome a lot before hasn't he <laughs> yeah i mean if there's anybody who needs to be as, as mentally strong as, as possible it is tiger woods i mean his dad told him when he was growing up, nobody will ever, or you'll never meet anybody as mentally tough as you. But, ugh, I mean, he's climbed Everest so many times. He's he's going to have to go up Everest again after five back surgeries. And this, it's, um, it's yeah, it's going to be such a hard journey for him. But if anybody can do it, I guess Tiger can. Yeah, and, and he's already, I mean, I think he's already proved a lot of his doubters wrong who, who there's lots of people saying as, as, as soon as he started having back surgery oh well that's him he's done he, he's never going to be back to where he was where you know he he won the masters not that long ago really you know that was we always said that was the greatest sporting comeback ever uh, i think a lot of people have said that you know what he had to, to do so it's such a such a long gap between majors all the injuries he's suffered everything else it was an incredible uh, incredible victory but if he was to, you know, if he was to ever win another tournament, then that would be just incredible, wouldn't it? With what's now he's now having to go through as a forty-five-year-old. 
Yeah. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately, I, I do think that his career is possibly over. I, I mean, he's 45 years old. He's had five back surgeries. He said he was almost done in 2017. What's that, four years ago now? That's going to be five or six years ago by the time he um, gets back to full health. And yeah, I was chatting to Nima last week. He was absolutely fantastic and such an expert in his field. You can tell and see all his accolades. And it's actually the, the foot and the ankle that's the problem because he's having to have screws and pins through his ankle and foot. And Nima basically said that if this was a, a high-impact athlete like a footballer, that would end their career right there. Uh, so can Woods play golf in a couple of years or in 18 months or 12 months? Yes, with a buggy, he'll, he'll probably be fine. But it's the walking that I think is going to be the real problem. And... He's going to be walking at the age of 47 after five back surgeries. I, I just can't see it. What about you? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think you're absolutely... It's, it's a huge struggle. It's, a, it's going to be incredible. We don't know the damage that has actually been done to his back. That's the thing. That's what we... We don't know the whole details of everything. I don't think they, they know yet because he's obviously... This is still very fresh. He's going to be recovering. His whole body is going to be... Uh, trying to mend itself, but the long time, you know, it was wasn't that long ago that he had surgery in his back. He was he's in recovery for for that at the moment. You know, he's already going through that, and he suddenly has a huge accident. You don't know what stresses that has put on his back. So I think we're just going to have to keep an eye on it. But history has said that great golfers have come back from car accidents. Uh, ben Hogan, got to remember, nine-time major winner, won six of his majors after he had a horrendous car crash which people didn't think he was going to be able to play golf again. And he teed it up a year later and uh, he won six majors. So I know he was a, he was younger than uh, Tiger was at the moment, but golfers have shown that they, they do get make what, you know, great golfers make, make um, the game just as easy or look as just as easy, whether they're injured or not. So um, we'll have to just wait and see. And um, I think all we can, all we can really say is that we hope that he does recover and we do hope that we can get to see him tear up again because he is still the greatest show in, in golf, isn't he? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But I think Ben Hogan was 35 or something, so like 12 years younger than Woods, hadn't had all the back surgeries and I don't think his leg injuries were anywhere near as serious as this. So people comparing the two, I, I completely get it because it, it's... Um, you know, one of the best golfers in the world coming back from a, a serious car accident. But I think it's very different. And um, I actually remember Woods at the 2019 Masters, I think, talking about Hogan's comeback, how it was the best of all time. Um, I remember we got a lot of page views for that from the BBC Sport live feed because they actually posted it on that. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't think it's looking good for Tiger in terms of the PGA Tour. But just, yeah, it's fantastic news that he's going to be okay for the future because um, it looked just so bad, didn't it? Yeah, it it, it did. And um, I think Rory was the almost said it the best last week where, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, oh, is it his career over and stuff like that, where he goes, you know what, I'm just happy that his kids have still got a father, you know, and stuff like that. So I think Rory spoke very well about that and um, obviously will be, I'm sure, um, in conversations with Tiger and um, and chatting to him and and trying to make sure that he's in the, in the best place as possible and that that I think the show from the tour with all the guys taking you know, it, I think a lot of people do say that it was a bit weird that they everyone was wearing red it was like Tiger had died 
but he hadn't died. You know, it was almost like the people were people were you know, showing it out of respect. You know, for someone that had passed away, but he's had not passed away. They, but they, it shows the support that Tiger has that people will go out and do that and try and show the support and say, you know, how much they love him and they, that they want him to get better and and be back on tour. I think it says a huge amount, and that will only inspire Tiger, I'm sure, to to try and uh, and return from everything. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's had a severe injury. I mean, of course, people are going to make it clear that they're thinking of him. I mean, if if golf was a religion, Tiger Woods would be the god. If golf was a massive clan, Tiger Woods would be the leader. He is the spearhead and the figurehead of, of the sport. And so many of these people got into the game and are, are very wealthy and living amazing lives because of him. So, yeah, I think it's only right that they uh, honoured him as they did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to move on from Tiger and do keep uh, update with all the latest, not just about Tiger Woods, but the world of golf at golfmonthly.com, our website, but also our social media channels at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Um, as Elliot has kind of touched on earlier, there was a bit more news about when golf is going to return here in England. We're, we're in England. I know you. Uh, we have listeners from all over the UK and all over the world. So um, some of you are already allowed to be playing golf. But uh, for a huge amount of the golfing population in England, we can't play golf until at least the 29th of March. But we did get some news last week that it does look like four balls can be played, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We actually reported this before England Golf and the all-party parliamentary group for golf confirmed it because, yeah, the rule of six is coming back outdoors. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm, I'm excited to play a four ball as opposed to a two ball because you get more socialising, you get to play a four-ball, better-ball doubles match, which my regular four-ball absolutely loves. Um, and then the, the really exciting thing is 12th of April, you can have a beer on the patio afterwards. So uh, I said in the piece, looking for a beer on the patio after golf, the 12th of April is going to be your Christmas day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's, I mean, we, we're all hopeful that this is the last time that that, well, in England uh, anyway, and the, and the UK, that we, we're going to have to be in a lockdown. And this is hopefully the last time we have to have these conversations about when we're actually allowed to go and play our our sport that we love. But um, timing-wise, as, as you kind of already mentioned, timing-wise could actually be really good, couldn't it? It's going to be coming into April. The spring has definitely sprung. The courses have had a chance to recover after what would have been quite heavy use at the end of last year before we went back into the lockdown um everything you know if we can't have get some good weather then actually we could have a fantastic year couldn't we of golf um and i think people are very excited about that aren't they yeah i really do hope so i think the entire golf industry is expecting a fantastic year after what happened last year my group chats are going off i'm sure yours are i'm sure yours are as well listeners uh people planning uh, societies, golf breaks. Yeah, it's going to be just so exciting to rekindle our love with the game because it has been a really tough couple of months. We've been very patient. I think we, we've been very understanding as well because personally, and I think everybody else thinks that golf should have been allowed. But yeah, there's, there's really not long to go now until um, what can just be a fantastic year, hopefully. Yeah, that, that, that's it. And let's look at that you know we can get back out playing golf 
you know, the weather's going to be good. End, end of March, start of April, weather's hopefully going to be good. Um, we've got the Masters straight away as well. So it's really, you know, we always said, oh, the Masters is kind of like the start of the golf season over here um, in the UK. But really, that it's going to feel like that even more this year, isn't it? You know, people are going to get really excited. Um, they're going to be able to allow to play golf. They're going to actually be able to see some great golf as well at, at Augusta as well, the venue everybody loves as well. Um, you know, only six months after the last Masters, which is just odd, but uh, I can't believe it's six months already, or well, however many months it was since the since uh, DJ won. That's flown by, but um, it's um, no, it's going to be great. And there's a great summer of golf ahead, isn't there? There's we've got four majors, we've got hopefully got the Olympics. And then we've got the Ryder Cup as well to look forward to at the end of September. So we've got, you know, four or five months of fantastic golf. And it's going to be great to be able to see it. But also it's going to be great to be able to go out there and, you know, hit some balls and and enjoy uh, enjoy golf. How, you know, how we all like, like, love it. Playing with our friends, having a drink afterwards and enjoying playing, playing golf with some fantastic scenery and being out in the fresh air. It should be great, shouldn't it? Yeah, can't wait. We've got the Solheim Cup as well. We've got the Open Championship returning for the first time since 2019. Hopefully there's going to be fans as well. Uh, we'll be watching the Masters with patrons. So, yeah, it's it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? So, as, as I said, just keep up to date with everything that's going on uh, with all the updates, again, at the Golf Monthly website, golfmonthly.com. So, looking back at uh, the weekend, the WGC Workday Championship at the Concession, Colin Morikawa won his fourth PGA Tour title by three strokes. The American joins Tigers as the only two golfers to win a major and a WGC before the age of 25. Morikawa is back up to fourth in the world. He finished three clear of Hovland, Kepka, and Horschel. And he's pretty good at golf, isn't he? Yeah, he's... Uh... Almost like a, a laser or, or like a radar or something. His iron play is absolutely immense. Um, he essentially won the tournament, I think, on Saturday on the front nine or, or the early back nine as well when he made like seven birdies or something. And, yeah, to hold off that field, because he was essentially leading comfortably for the last 27 holes on that course, which I thought was a brilliant course, uh, very difficult, uh, incredible green complexes. To hold off that field at the age of twenty four was uh, was really impressive. He he's he's a proper talent, and you're and you're right. That was a, a properly strong field. A, what I thought was an excellent golf course. It made for some. You know, I was I was I was watched an awful lot of golf over the weekend because I found it. I thought it was really exciting. There was big numbers. There was chippings. There was you know all, all kinds of stuff happening. I mean, Victor Hovland. Uh, on on when was that Friday night when yeah. he uh, yeah he'd played superbly I think he was seven under or something like that and then had an eight on the final hole that he played with some some course management which I would yeah, if I'd done I'd I'd I would been embarrassed by so um, <laughs> you know it, it was it was re- I thought it was really exciting but Morikawa is playing fantastically hasn't he and that's a big I think that's quite a big monkey off his back because it's the first victory that he's had since he won the major we've seen before how we've had 
kind of surprising major winners. And he was, although he was a very good player, um, it was a surprise that he won the PGA Championship. Let's not forget that. You know, he wasn't the, one of the clear favourites to win. Um, and sometimes that can put a lot of pressure on you and it takes a long time for people to recover. Let's use Danny Willett as an example, someone who was playing very well going in, into the Masters before he won. But he won and he was obviously wasn't a favourite to win that. He won and it actually took a lot out of his game. Um, and took a while for him to get back to the winner's circle. So, um, Morikawa's done, you know, done well. He's he's only taken him, you know, a few months to to, to win um, again, and he's been playing very well. And fourth in the world at his age, he's he's going to be. If you ever see him at odds, beginning with a two, then I think it's time for people to to, to see that's you know, that's good value because he, he can no longer be a dark horse, can he? He is going to be a favourite every time he tees it up now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's uh, definitely one of the world's best players. It's um, it's quite scary, actually, how how good him and Hovland have, have been since turning pro. Uh, Matt Wolf as well, has done a lot of wonderful things. So, um, just talking about Tiger, I guess, it's this is kind of the era that, that he's been breeding. They've grown up watching him. They've seen how mentally tough he is and yeah in in their early 20s what they're able to do is is quite frightening yeah uh this this year he's played in five events he's had three top tens and one of them is now a win so he's playing very very solid golf and he's going to be a real challenger at some of the majors again this year i i have no doubt just touched on matthew wolf there did you see what matthew wolf did on thursday at the wgc uh, well, I noticed that he's withdrawn twice now this year after very poor first rounds. Yeah, he was having an absolute shocker, including... Did you see him? He, he hit a putt without meaning to hit a putt. Yeah, yeah. So, which, although he didn't actually get receive a penalty, but he does seem to be having some in- issues. I'm not sure if, whether it's injury or or what it is, but uh, he, shot, he shot 83 in that first round and then withdrew. Um, so uh, I would assume that would be an injury, but um, everyone's allowed a, a bad round or two, especially if they're, if they're feeling injury. But there was a lot of very good, talented youngsters around. And um, as you say, there's, you know, Tiger would be great to, to see Tiger playing in these alongside these guys, but actually there's an awful lot of in- entertainment that these guys are, are are giving us, and they're they're just loads of young young names. You know, we've mentioned Morikawa, we've mentioned Hovland, Kepka again, showing that he's, you know, even though he seems to be battling all kind, a couple of injuries at the moment, I think he's got a neck injury as well. He finished second again. Rory was up back up into the top ten. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, good to see Rory back uh, after he missed the cut the week before. Yeah, a bit disappointed in the final round because I had so much hope for him as I always do because I just I want him to win every week. So um, yeah, I mean a, a tied six so at the end of the day, you got to say that was a good result, haven't you? At uh, a venue which is followed by Bay Hill and the players where he has won uh, over the last couple of years. So he's got to have a win soon, surely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just. It's, it's it's on the cards for Rory, isn't it? I think he's he just he seems to be more relaxed again this week. Um, he looked like he was really playing with a, a smile on his face, paired with um, Patrick Reed in the final round as well, which we all thought was going to be fireworks, didn't we? And I think Rory beat Patrick Reed by one shot, seventy-one played seventy-two, so it wasn't really the fireworks we had. But there's um, I mean, there's so many good players out there at the moment. Finau looked like he was going to be up there again. 
after the first couple of rounds. Cameron Smith, who obviously had such a good Masters in November. Um, I mean, he had he shot rounds of 66, 67, 68. And, you know, he would have won it had it not been for 77 on Saturday. So I thought it was really entertaining. I thought the course was brilliant. Really, you know, was a real test of golf. I actually reminded me quite a lot of Augusta uh, for some of it. And I know some of the other players said that as well with the, with the runoff areas, very much a second shot course. Um, but it led for some big numbers, um, but with also some great scoring if people got in the right place. So I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I loved the... Um... Half five thirteenth. Did you see that on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. A lot, so, um, a, lot people, a lot of people struggled with it, didn't they? Yeah, it's uh, about a five hundred and thirty yard par five. Everyone's going in with like four or five irons, and if you miss it in the wrong spot, it's a bogey. Which is, yeah, it's so good to see a proper par five green that is not just oh I've missed the green by a couple of yards. Oh, I'm in a bit of thick rough. I'll just chip it to a couple of foot and get it up and down. Like, it was actually really testing for these players and. There were quite a lot of bogeys in, in the last few groups, which was, um, yeah, it, it was brilliant to see. Yeah, they're very ex- exciting. It's how the golf courses should be set up, in my opinion. You know, the, it wasn't that overly long. Um, I mean, Morikawa played very, very well. I mean, to shoot 18 under around there, I thought was very impressive. Um, I know there was a couple of days where there wasn't huge amounts of wind there, but I think the, the majority of the field were actually over par. So um, I think just a few of the guys just... Uh, Gus really got their heads around it and their game is obviously in, in a great spot. So, um, yeah, really exciting to see and really leads well into the next few few weeks, which, as you said, you've got the Arnold Palmer coming up, which we'll t- touch on in a moment, and also the players as well, which um, everyone loves. So, uh, yeah, really exciting to see and um, very well played, Morikawa. Just keep an eye on him. I think he's going to do I think he's going to do well. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also another tour, PJ Tour event in Puerto Rico, and Brandon Grace won his second PJ Tour title and first in five years after a very, very strong eagle birdie finish, which broke my heart because I had money on Johnny Vegas, who came second. The South African lost his father five weeks ago and was clearly emotional after his win, saying he knew his dad was with him. So very well done to the South African, who, who has struggled of late. Um, but he's back up into the top 100 in the world, 83rd in the world now. So um, well done to him, and it, you know a, a good name to win on that on that event. Yeah, I love Brandon Grace. Actually, he was one of my first interviews when I joined Golf Monthly in 2016. Um, just a, a really cool guy, proven winner, won so many times in the European and, and Sunshine Tours. And uh, yeah, he's up to, well, he was up to 11th in the world at one point after his last PGA Tour victory. So. See him down in like the 130s last year was a bit of a shock, and yeah, really good to see him back. Always thought he could win a major, actually. So I don't know, maybe with the memory of his dad, obviously it was a very emotional time for him. But maybe he can sort of go into this next phase of his career and um, go even better than, than what he's done in the past. Were you? Um, I know I went and saw him finish off at Birtdale when he shot 62. Oh were yeah, you- I remember that. Were you there as well? You were, weren't you? So, I was, yeah. I remember you going out on your own, didn't you? Charged out to go and see a bit of history. So that was, um, yeah, he's a very solid golfer. Um, and I know, yeah, he has been struggling with a few bits and pieces of this game. But it looks, you know, back in the winner's circle, big win that for him. Puerto Rico always has, I really like Puerto Rico. It always has, it usually has a good winner, doesn't it? That's, we've had now, we've had McDowell recently, now Grace. Hovland. Uh, Hovland, of course, yeah. So I think, you know, it's always has 
there's always seems to be up against a, a WGC or whatever. But um, you know, a very very good tournament with um with a good array of past winners. So uh, well done to Grace. Um, also last week, the ISPS Handa World Invitational was announced for 2021. And this is a really exciting tournament featuring the men's European tour and both the LPGA and LET. So the men and women will compete for equal prize money later this year at Galgorm Castle in Northern Ireland. Really good idea, don't you think? Yeah, really good. Uh, it's quite similar to what we saw at the Vic Open. So with the, the two tours um, competing, albeit this is three tours, this is going to be the first tri-sanctioned event in the Northern Hemisphere was was like the big uh, tagline from this press launch I was on. Um, competing for equal prize money, there's over two million pounds up for grabs. Really, really good, yeah. So it's going to be on the final swing of the European Tour's proper UK swing this year. So it's going to be England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Um, I think the top 10 in that little swing are going to make it into the US Open as well. So um could be a massive week for, for the men. And then obviously for the women as well, it's going to be Solheim Cup points. It's going to be Ryder Cup points for the men as well. Uh, just, yeah, lots on the line. And and it's all kind of been the brainchild of Niall Horan. So he originally was involved with the Northern Ireland Open. Then it went to the, the World Invitational, which was with the Challenge Tour two years ago. And now it's been bumped up to, to the European Tour. So, yeah, a fantastic event. Hopefully it can keep on growing because... Mixed gender sport is is the way forward, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, uh, the event is organised by Niall Horan's Modest Golf Management. And we've actually got a bit of audio with Niall, uh, who is discussing the tournament and his role in the golf industry. So here is Niall Horan. It's hugely exciting. We've obviously waited for a long time uh, to make this happen. And I'm happy that we waited because now we've got all the tours involved and uh, we've worked very hard over the last sort of year and a half to kind of get this off the ground between the LPGA, the LET, uh, and Keith and the guys at the European Tour. It's huge. Um, you know, we, we tried and tested it the last time, but now it's uh, fully sanctioned. And with sanctioning comes a lot more money to play for. And it's huge that men and women uh, are playing for just over £2 million, £2 million pounds, uh, which, is, which is huge. You know, we, we are there to help promote the tournament with ISPS Handa. ISPS and Dr. Handa have been have been breaking down barriers in 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 golf and in sport for years. So we're we're there to help levitate that with them. And thankfully, we're going back to Galgorm. And as many people have said here, uh, Gary Henry and the guys at Galgorm have really been unbelievable over the last few years. We did it with them when it was a Challenge Tour event at Galgorm, and it's an unbelievable uh, venue. Uh, so to go back there this year with with the prize fund we do have and. And uh, the backing of all the tours is uh, is huge for the game, huge for women's golf, and it's going to be it's going to be yet again another week and something. I'm just really excited to to go back to the island of Ireland. Uh, I haven't been back since Christmas 2019, um, so it's going to be good to go home, uh, see the family, and uh, go go to an event, a golf event. It's going to be amazing. When I came up with the idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize how hard how hard the work was going to be. It's been uh, it's been an amazing uh, few years. You know, myself and Mark McDonald and the guys at uh, Modest Golf, kind of getting it off the ground. And you know, it's been a few, been a few things. Getting the players that we wanted has been interesting. Um, you know, trying to convince uh, these young 
up and coming amateurs that we are the ones for them when they turn pros. It was interesting at the very start. Uh, it's somehow unfolded and, you know, with the signing of, of Tyrrell 18 months ago has been a huge thing. He now sitting at number five in the world has really boosted <laughs> the other players in our stable. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been an exciting time and yeah, I'm trying to be as, as hands-on as I can. And then, uh, on that side of things and then the, the the event side really kicked off a few years ago when we got involved with the challenge tour and then after all the chats that we had with myself and, uh, and Mark and, and Keith uh, at the European tour and Keith was always a huge believer in modest golf from day one and, and believed that we could we could try and move the needle and grow in the game and he's been huge in, in that and then uh, same with all the same with all the tours as, as we as we sit here um, have been huge believers in, in and what we can do, and and I believe that you know if we if we can get more women into golf, we we change the sport completely, and that can be said about to be honest about any sport, but especially about golf, I think, because uh, we're here when we love the game. Um, and if as I always say, if I can get a couple of percent of the forty-one million, you know, into uh, into golf, it's a game changer because a couple of percent of a lot of people is a lot of people. So we're gonna we're gonna try and move the needle as much as we can, and and this is. This is a, a hell of a starting point, you know, live on television, you know, the first of its kind in, in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, it's just it's super time to be a golf fan, put it that way. Well, there you go. That was Nar Holm discussing the tournament and his role in the golf industry. But we've also got, now got another bit of uh, audio from him where he explains his love for golf and why he's so passionate about growing the women's game. First of all, I absolutely love golf. This is very clear. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Um, how I how I got into the game is was just when I was a kid. It was being Irish was a big part of it. or it was a big part of getting into golf, and it's obviously a huge part of our our culture. And having had so many great golfers over the years, it was. And obviously, growing up watching Mr. Woods dominate the sport was uh, was very easy for me to get into golf. Um, and I, I just fell in love with the game straight away. Uh, yeah, simple as that, really. And then I just, over the years, just became really passionate about it. You know, I love the, the feeling I get when I when I see a player race up the, the the back nine on a Sunday and some of the great moments that I've had the pleasure of seeing in, in my life um, in, in, at major championships, etc. And then having sat and, and, and or gone around the world and seen, you know, the, the power of my, my fans and, you know, how a lot of those would be, would be young females and, and just kind of a combined passion and knowing what the power of young, young ladies have, have. And, you know, that can only lead to great things, you know, uh, women's golf. I watch all sorts of golf, to be honest. Uh, it's, there's no, it's all, it's all includes, it's always been inclusive to me. And, um, you know, it's just about, it's about, Getting just getting young girls to pick up a, a club, giving it a go. You might hit fifty bad ones, but as we all know, if you hit that, you know the fifty first one is a is a good one. You, you'll probably come back the next time, and it's, that's all it's about. As I said in the in the opening comments, you know if you can if you can get a small percentage of my followers in, that's how I'm going to help. Um, and I'll try mm-hmm. other initiatives to do so. But I just feel very passionate about you know if we can if we can grow the female game, we grow the game in general. And I think it's just, it's probably as simple as that. And I've, yeah, like anything, these things are going to take a while. I'm glad we were all sitting here on this day because it's monumental, really, especially in Europe, um, to have men and women playing for for equal prize money. You know, over two million quid, it's going to be. Um, and you know, it just there's these these girls are as, as gifted, and mm-hmm. and don't 
generally get the, the plaudits they deserve. And that's what we're trying to showcase here. They're so talented and they deserve all the money and the television time. Um, and it's it's just, yeah, but this is this is golf trying to fulfill its potential. And hopefully over the years, this needle will move and it will be always on a level playing field. So there you go. That was Niall Horan um, chatting about the, the new tournament that he's helped organise the uh, ISPS Handa World Invitational, and, but also more about, about golf and about growing the game. And I thought it was really interesting about how much he's really passionate about growing the women's game in particular, Elliot. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. As obviously somebody with a, a girlfriend who's getting into golf, it's fantastic to see. I was telling Lauren as well, my girlfriend, about that, and she was um, really supportive of it. And Niall's right. You know, if, if you grow the women's game, you will grow the game in general. And he kept talking about that 2% of his 41 million uh, Twitter followers. So, um, yeah, just really good to hear from him. He seems genuinely interested in growing the game. He's obsessed with golf, like you said there. And he's not just in it to make a bit of cash or whatever. So, yeah, really good to see and and hear from him. I, I think he's an absolute breath of fresh air for the game. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, someone with his um, his following and he's uh, he's obviously got a lot of passion for the game, loves it, wants to do something good for it. It's, it's brilliant. And um, I think it's, it's hard to disagree with many of his points, isn't it? So, um, yeah, that's, we'll, we'll keep an eye out with that and we'll, I'm sure, get more information about who will be playing in the event near the time. Yeah, I'll, I'll also say we've got an uh, article on our foreign going live on the website today as well. So um, that'll be on the homepage this week if you're listening and well worth checking out. Absolutely. So this week we do have only one event PJ, on the PJ Tour. That is the Arnold Palmer Invitational, a huge event, of course, being played at Bay Hill. Uh, Till Hatton defends the title he won last year. He was the third consecutive European winner after Francesco Molinari and Rory McIlroy in the preceding years. Just like the Genesis and the Memorial, this event is an invitational, so comes with bumped-up prize money and exemptions to the winner. There are a few big names missing, however, with the Players' Championship uh, the week after, but there is still a very strong field. Headlined by Rory McIlroy, there's also Bryson DeChambeau, Hatton, of course, Victor Hovland, and many, many more. Who do you like the look of this week, Elliot? Uh, I'm going to be pretty um, predictable, I guess, and go for Hovland for the third straight week. I thought he was really impressive last week. Um, would have been second on his own and really challenged Morikawa had he not made that eighth on Friday. Uh, yeah, so he's second favourite. I would also like to go for tournament favourite as well, Rory McIlroy. <laughs> um, obviously won here before. I mean, I know it's a massive... Um, statement picking Rory McIlroy to win a golf tournament at the moment but I mean just hopefully he can get over the line because he does seem to be playing really well um, and he's played well on this golf course before yeah uh, uh, well thanks you've left me with a load there haven't you so um, uh, no I think well I think they're two obviously good picks we've just so everyone is aware I have done the most I don't I think I've done something which no one else has done and that is I've picked the last three tournament runners up I mean, not the winners. Who's finished second? I couldn't. You couldn't do that again if you tried, could you? Um, so um, whoever I'm picking, I'm going to say congratulations. You're going to finish second, uh, and I'm going to pick someone who has finished second in this event before. And that's Matthew Fitzpatrick because I think he's playing really, really solid golf. Um, 
he doesn't always get the plaudits he, he deserves for, for who you know he's a top 20 player in the world so uh he's about 25 to 1 your your picks hovland 12 to 1 rory favorite 9 to 1 um so there is a bit of um there's a bit of value to be out, had out there patrick reed i'm going to be going on and on about all summer so i'm not going to pick patrick reed this this week um i think he's going to win the masters but uh, i think Jordan Spieth, there's someone we've been chatting about quite a lot recently. He's 30 to 1, and I think that's pretty decent odds for someone who was playing and in very good form. Um, so, uh, yeah, what do you think about Jordan Spieth's chance? Um, yeah, didn't get into WGC last week because he's not good enough at the moment. Um, but, yeah, he's had a week off. Hopefully he can continue where he left off because, uh, I mean... He's a bit like McIlroy, isn't he? That the golf world just goes crazy when he's up near the top. The ratings were fantastic for, I think, the Phoenix Open, where he's leading after 54 holes. So it would be good to see him do well, yeah. Um, I also wanted to say Francesco Monolari looks quite good at 35-1. to 1. Obviously won here two years ago and has started 2021 really well after moving to California last year. Um, Billy Horschel as well at 40-1. to 1. I was really impressed with how he played last week especially his um his long game i thought was brilliant yeah i, I think they, they're two very good um people to point out i mean yeah molinari 35 to 1 a couple of years ago he was the best golfer in the world so um and he seems to be getting back to where where he should be um spieth you know i'm just looking at his his results he's finished 15th third fourth for the last three events you know he has been actually playing very well so um I think he's definitely someone who's going to consider. And I'm going to just look further down the odds and just point one person out. Justin Rose, 66 to 1. Do we think that Justin Rose is on the cusp of turning his his form around? He was runner-up. The reason why I've mentioned Rose, he was runner-up in this event in 2013. You know, he's he's always usually done well in any event that he's played in. But Justin Rose seems to have just fallen away, hasn't he? Yeah, he was second in Saudi, I think, last month and then didn't do very well last week. But you didn't really have to be that far off to to go down the leaderboard at that course because it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, he's a phenomenal golfer, was world number one less than two years ago. He's made quite a few equipment changes, so maybe they're still betting in. I mean, he put Mizuno irons in a few weeks ago and he actually put a tightless driver in the bag last week after using tailor-made um, wood since he left Honma. So new equipment bump, you know, it's quite fun hitting new stuff, isn't it? So possibly. I, I just think like with Rose, we've, we've said this before with Rose, that I, I think he just needs to play a bit more golf. Um, I think if he does that, he'll he'll start getting better results. I know, you know this is now into week week nine. He's only played four events. No, I don't think that's enough. I think he needs to be playing a bit more, especially after a lockdown, you know, I think he's played something like yeah, like four times in the last fifteen weeks. I just don't think he's given himself the best opportunity. And as you say, he finished second in Saudi, so he must have been hitting it pretty well then. Um, so um, yeah, I think Rose is maybe slightly overpriced at what is what he's sixty-six to one. I think he is. Yeah, sixty-six to one. You can get him. So I feel that's quite long for someone who does have a second place not that long ago and has finished second at this course in the past. So let's um, let's see if I'm right or whether he's just um, if I'm if I'm wrong again. Uh, I, I do like picking second places at the moment. As I said. Oh, do you know something I'm very excited about this week? 
Go, go on. Bryson DeChambeau, the par five sixth hole, which is a massive curve around the, this um, huge lake. And earlier in the season, he was saying if the wind is right, he is going to try and drive the green on a par five. So let's just hope that the wind is off his shoulders on that hole and he can completely unwind and um, make a hole in one on a par five. That would be just uh, absolute gold. <laughs> That would be, that would be uh, well that would be of course be unbelievable and um, the shadow who does seem to have just fallen away slightly the last couple of weeks hasn't he he's just struggled a little bit with his game he's twenty second in the end uh, at the weekend and that followed a uh, miscut at the Genesis but um, yeah it wasn't that long ago he won the US Open you know he's, he's had a top ten already this year as well but he just seemed to be yeah he doesn't quite seem to be in the same place as he was last year at the moment. No, 20 seconds. Good last week, though. That's quite a nice comeback. Yeah, absolutely. I just I felt like he was he had a big number in him every time I looked at him. So he, he started off very bad. I mean, he started off with a 77 in the round one and then shot 64 round two. So it's just it just looks like he's a bit inconsistent at the moment. And he was obviously very, very consistent last year, uh, just hitting... Breaking seventy almost every round, wasn't he? So, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep out, keep an eye on him. It's hard to back him, I think, at the moment because of that inconsistency. He looks like he might have one bad round at him, but uh, we'll wait and see. Either way, it should be another exciting weekend of golf. Uh, I'm again looking very much looking forward to it. I'm really enjoying Sunday evenings. I've got a really good office set up at the moment where I can do a little bit of work Sunday night and watch the golf as well it's fantastic so um, yeah I hope everyone else is enjoying it as much as, as we are so until next week thanks for listening thanks for your time again Elliot thanks Tom pleasure as always I will um, chat to you next week indeed and until then we'll speak to you then bye